go ahead and start streaming it. Do. live all right okay i gotta send links now okay so uh let's see where do we go from here where do we go where do we go now i'm singing some uh what is that what's what's this what's the band that does that song that's uh, guns and roses yes it is <laughs> all right i'm here in the studio with ray soto we're gonna see him in just a second i gotta send some links and i've got to share this link because i'm too cheap to pay $190 a year yet for streaming services. When I can just go on here and share it, if, if people are able to bear with me for uh, 15 seconds, we're gonna share to a page. I'm doing this, you, get, you can't see this, but I promise I'm doing it. Share to a page, and it doesn't want to let me. Okay, well, so we're gonna forget that. We're gonna go to the YouTube page. Refresh, and I'm going to send Ray the link so he can share it with his folks and should have the link. <laughs> We're going to mute that and sending Ray the link. All right, direct link has been sent. All right, now I'm going to share this switch profile. And we're going to go to my page. All right, while I'm doing this, I'm going to try to multitask here. Not the best multitasker in the world here, but we're going to give it a shot. All right, let's start with, hey, those those logos that I showed at the beginning of the stream. Uh, still just kind of testing those out, feeling what they, you know, getting a sense of what it actually feels like. It feels like one thing when you're actually, you know, just playing it for yourself alone in the solace of your studio and then it's another thing when you know that it's going out to the world <laughs> and so just trying to get a feel for how i feel about that actually going out and uh i don't know it's okay some of them are okay i think i'm gonna change the mic club one it's a little too dark uh all right we're searching for noah grove my personal page so i can share this video there it is and share Share now, or I think that should be done. And you know what? We're going to share to group. Let's share to the Long Beach Sound. Boom. Shared. Okay. What else here? Before we go over to Ray, we'll get over to him in just a second. 
Is there any breakdown for what's going on this year? Okay, let's see. So, yeah, let's start with, this is Noah's Groovecast, and that's one of the things I'm wanting to do more. It's this kind of, my vision for this is, and it's unfolding, but I think my vision for this is in part being sort of a weatherman for music. So that's what it is. It's a groove cast. And uh, I want to get, you know, we're going <laughs> to, I was going to go with some cheesy metaphors. Um, we're going to get the readings and I'm going to go out and, and, and find all the different sources where I, where I can learn about what's going on in the music scene. And so today, Ray Soto has blessed us with by coming in here and he's going to be talking about his music journey as a songwriter, as a performer, and these kinds of things. And I can't wait to talk to him. I hope you guys are really excited to hear what he has to say. And I'm also going to be going out into live events with my Zoom H6 device and my phone and be doing live interviews at these events. So I, I'm thinking maybe next Monday I'm going to be at Tommy Condon's and maybe on Thursday, I'm just going to follow Chris Tides from around actually. <laughs> Thursday I'm going to go to uh, Southern Roots in West Ashley um, and um, maybe uh, on another Monday get down to see George Fox in uh, Chico Feo. Go to some of these open mics and, and I'm going to bring a couple of AKG uh, condenser microphones and do interviews with people and also just be able to feed that audio live from the board as well using these little it's really cool i'm really excited about it hey without any further ado let's jump into it with ray and let me get this thing up here we'll switch the screen boom ray how you doing man i'm doing good right on thanks for coming and and uh doing this with me right oh yeah anytime right. Um, so I got the chance to uh, work with Ray on a bunch of songs um, last year. Ray endured the the the, the long winter <laughs> of of the Grove Studio, and uh, we we did a bunch of recording in here. This was before I had uh, HVAC in here, and so uh, it was a challenge to record that that Ray endured and persisted in. Um, Let's start there. How was that experience, Ray? <laughs> it was, uh, I liked it. Okay. It was a lot of fun. Um, good way to start the year off. Okay. So. Was it too cold? It's cold some days, but I mean, I just, you know, bundle up a little bit. I'm from Michigan originally, so I'm kind of used to cold. Okay. Why don't, let's start with, uh, Ray, why don't you just tell people a little bit about yourself and um, just maybe a little bit about your history um, in music, um, well, let's start with how, how you got, how, how did you start? What did you start with? Um, acoustic guitar after, after high school. So just picked it up as a hobby and kind of kept that going over the years. Um, never really had any big goals with it, but, um, just want to learn how to play songs. I thought okay. it was cool. I, um, it was my senior year in high school. I went to go visit a friend, and his uh, he had a buddy over who was kind of running around the house with a guitar, playing all the stuff that you'd hear on the radio on the acoustic guitar, and I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, well, if he can do it, then you know I can probably do it if I sit down and you know figure it out. So 
think he, I think he showed me a few chords before the end of the night. I kind of convinced him. I was like, hey, man, how do you do that? Like, what's going on? And um, then, of course, I didn't have a guitar, so I, I was kind of like, I hope I can remember that next time, you know, I get the opportunity to play. But I think a few months later, I went and got my own guitar. So, okay, yeah, it's kind of how it worked out. And, and you said, again, that was just, uh, that was in high school? That was, I think it was, I'm trying to put my finger on it. It was probably, um, probably right after high school, maybe the summer. Okay. Summer I graduated. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm thinking, because I'm trying to think, I was trying to piece it all together because it was, yeah. I remember going to get my first guitar and um, it couldn't have been that much longer. It seemed like it was a, a long amount of time, but when you're, sometimes when you're young, you know, a few months seems like, you know, forever when it's the opposite when okay. you're older. <laughs> so, um, how did you keep playing guitar uh, ever since then, or did you pick it up and put it down? Um, I put it down at different times. I, I mean, I, I was still learning, like, so much when I first had it. So, um, I think I went... The following spring, I went to boot camp. I went to Marine Corps boot camp. So, um, so I definitely put it down for for those three months because that's not allowed. You don't get to bring your guitar to boot camp in the Marine Corps. Um, so, but uh, yeah, after that, I pretty much always had one with me. I always took it with me with wherever I went. Had one in in my barracks room, or um, you know, when I whenever I changed my my duty station, brought brought one with me. So. Where where were you living at that time? Uh, what, what time? Like at the time that you first started playing guitar. And, and oh, I was in Michigan. I was Michigan, uh, okay. yeah. I after graduation, I stayed in Michigan for almost almost a year. I guess okay. March. You know, you graduate, and you know, a whole school year would take you until um, May or June. So, okay. yeah, that's when I went to. Uh, yeah, that's when I left. Went to I'm California. Gonna try to adjust this real quick. Sorry, I'm sorry. Going. <laughs> I'm going. I'm gonna give, get a little. You go little, down. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah, I'm kind of centered. Yeah. That's okay. Good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Michigan, Michigan. Yeah. And um, and then did you go, did you go to university or you said you went to boot camp? I, I took some. I was taking some college classes for um, for about a semester and then um, I started up another semester and I just realized I didn't really want to stick around and. If, especially if I could go to California and, you know, get yeah. out of the cold and, who you know, kind of possibilities were all over the place Okay. after so that. Were you in San Diego? Yeah, San Diego. Okay. How'd you like San Diego? I mean, it was great weather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked it, yeah. Yeah. Were you doing any music there in San Diego? I No, I just did boot camp there. Okay. So yeah. we're in the Marine Corps. I'm not sure about the other services, yeah. but I'm... I think the Marine Corps is, we're really strict, so we don't really get to go off base or anything during boot camp. Uh -huh. We're very restrictive. <laughs> were, you, were you all allowed to have a guitar? No, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like the. It wasn't like uh, the, like the Elvis movies where you, okay. know, you can uh, okay. bust out your guitar in boot camp. No. All right. So then, um, how did you wind up in Charleston? Um. I got uh, that was the last place I was sent when I was in the in the Marine Corps. So I um yeah, I got orders to the reserve unit and I 
really, I, I didn't really know whether or not I was going to stay in or whether or not I was going to get out, but um, kind of made a last second decision and I had some money saved up and I, I felt like if I, if I didn't have a job for, for a little while, I'd, I could still pay the bills. <laughs> so I, I took my chances mm. and, uh, and got out. And I think the other thing too was at the time, um, I had a couple of people tell me like, well, you know, if you want, you're going to come back, you know, you're probably going to come back in. I had a lot of people tell me that you're going to, if you get out, you're going to come, you're going to want to come right back in. And it wasn't the case. I, you know, I got out and, um, you know, didn't really want to come back in right away. Okay. So. Okay. So, um, how long have you, how, how long have you been out? <laughs> I've been out for, it's been a while. I, I, yeah. Let's see. Um, 2008. Okay. So, October, like October 2008. And you've been in Charleston since 2008? Well, I got, I was still on active duty when I originally showed up. Okay. So, so July of 2007. Okay, wow. Was when I, when was when I got, got into town. Okay. So you've been here a while. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Yep. And how long have you, have you been active uh, in the music scene in, in uh, Charleston? Probably... Not very long, as far and not since two thousand seven. Um, yeah, let's see, probably maybe twenty fifteen, late twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. Okay, I um, yeah, probably since then. So okay, I did um, my the first mo- uh, open mic that I ever did was in was in twenty ten, and then. I didn't really do anything. I didn't count, I didn't do another one for probably five, probably until twenty fifteen. Wow. Yeah, at the kind time, a, yeah, at yeah. the time it was more of uh, kind of just putting a check in the in, in the in the box for me. Okay. Um, as far as like going out and doing an open mic, uh, someone had <laughs> brought it to my attention that they existed, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I can get up and you know just sign up on the list and. Um, so I, I kind of just did it by myself and found okay. one um, and played a few songs. I didn't really I didn't really connect with anybody. I didn't meet anybody. I went to two of them, and, and then I was like, all right, well, I did that. That was fun. And okay. life went on, and other, <laughs> pri- other priorities were, you know, just kind of yeah. there. Okay. Um, kind of, li- like, leading up to that, it's like I always had other things going on. Like, when you're – Active duty military, your like your whole life is kind of planned out around that, and not like when am I going to have time to go you yeah. know, play guitar somewhere? You know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, when you first said uh, you did it in 2010, you didn't do it again for the next five years. It's like maybe it was some kind of traumatic open mic experience. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, aside from the fact yeah. that I mean, I remember the first time, the first one I went to, I was you know. I sat down because they give you the option to sit down or, or stand up. And um, do you remember where it was? Just curious. It's a. Pl- I do. It's a place yeah. that doesn't exist anymore. Okay. They closed it down. It was. Uh, I remember it was like on the water, um, like over on uh, probably right off of Spruill Avenue okay. down there, like kind of the I don't say the rough part of town, but like <laughs> between downtown and like Park Circle somewhere over there. Okay. I think it's where it was located, but yeah, they 
that place is closed down now. Okay. So 2010, yeah, it's. Okay. Yeah, uh, I've had uh, I've had some traumatic uh, open mic experiences. Not in the sense of like, I mean, certainly I've had ones where you know the performance doesn't go like you want it to, or it's embarrassing on stage or whatever. But uh, also just in terms of the <laughs> the experience of who who attends. <laughs> like, uh, there's one time. Uh, this doesn't happen very often for anybody that's uh, interested in going to an open mic. Uh, what I'm about to say is not is not a rare it's not a common occurrence, but I had there was one open mic that I went to in uh, in California, at Deep Piazzas, <laughs> uh, and uh, somebody went on and performed a song, and then before they performed their second song, they let the audience know. Uh, I, my psychologist told me I shouldn't do open mics anymore because if I don't get a good response, I might kill again. <laughs> so there, are, there, yeah, that was a. I don't know. There's a lot of characters at open mics, uh, but anyway, not nothing like that. You didn't experience yeah, didn't anything, like, anything that, like that. that no, that, uh, scared, that, uh, no, I just, I mean, I was nervous, um, yeah. a little nervous, and I, that's why I did it. I mean, that was one of the reasons I did it. I was, uh, I was doing a lot of reading at the time, and I, I was reading a book that, you know, I think it was. Like Jim Rohn, if anyone knows who Jim Rohn is, I don't know. He's passed away. He um, no, I don't think I know. He passed away in two thousand nine. Okay. But um, but yeah, he's like a you know kind of like a get out of your comfort zone and and do things that you know that that will change your life kind of thing. <laughs> and okay. um, and I I think it was one of his books that I was I was reading at the time, and I was like, well, what what are some things that would probably you know shake things up for me? And I was like, well. I had heard about the open mic thing and getting up in front of people. I think sometimes that it's one of those kind of fears that everyone has. Yeah. And um, so I was like, yeah, I never really did that. Got up and you know, okay. played some songs. I picked out my, yeah. you know, like four cover songs and went there and played them. And I, you know, I was nervous, but yeah. you know, got through them. And yeah, yeah. I remember uh, the the host, uh, Susie Summers. Probably some people in town know her. Okay. Susie Summers and Al hurt. I think her husband. Okay. So that couple there, and they were great hosts, um, very friendly, and um, just, you know, like any other open mic host, they were like, hey, come back, you know? And I was like, all right, well, I did one time, but I just guess after a while, I'd, <laughs> and after two, I didn't come back. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that, that was a fun place, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Um, so when you first you started playing guitar, you just kind of picked it up, you had a friend that, you saw it. He, he played, and, and yeah, it was a friend of a, it was a friend of a friend. Yeah. At, at what point? Because uh, in the way that I know you, you're mm -hmm. a pretty serious songwriter. I would say. Um, okay. I mean, you you are consistent about it, and you've got a, a reasonably, as far as I can tell, you've got a. You probably have a. I mean, I know you have quite a few well developed songs, so mm -hmm. I would assume that you have a pretty de uh, decent, in terms of a lengthy catalog of original music that you've written. So at what point in time did you feel like you you became a songwriter or you decided to focus more on on doing that? Yeah. Um I mean, I I consider myself a songwriter since I wrote the first song. Um I mean, that that's what yeah. kind of motivated me to keep it to write the next one. Um So, I mean, that would have been like the spring of like 2014. Okay. So, um 
so yeah, I wrote the first song and and then immediately, uh, not immediately, but you know, as soon as it, like the buzz wore off from that, then I was like, all right, well, let's write another one. Okay. <laughs> and I, you know, kept that going. Um, and then at a certain point, I want to say like maybe 2017 is when I, I started getting more like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to write this much in this amount of time and and kind of had more of a system down of, of being consistent. I think I'd, okay. I'd gone maybe a month or maybe close to two months and hadn't written anything. And I, I kind of got got on myself about that. And I was okay. like, you know, that's too long. Like you need to, <laughs> you, even if you write something and it's, you don't think it's the best thing ever, you can't stop doing it because yeah. you don't think you wrote the best thing that you uh, that you ever wrote. So, and so I, I still do that, you know, I, if, you know, a certain amount of time goes by and I haven't written anything, then I'm like, all right, well, you know, you need to get back and, and write something. And if, if you don't like it, then the next one, you know, but you okay. just got you got to get this one and, and, and get going with it. So what compels you to write? Um, <laughs> at this point, probably habit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> No more, no more buzz. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, no, no, I still get that. Okay. No, that's okay. still, that's still there. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think if yeah, you leave me alone in a room for long enough, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find something to write on, and I'll, I'm gonna make something up. So that's pretty much, yeah. I mean, I've, ri- I've written songs with without a guitar. I've written songs um, without. I mean, just 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 wrote melodies and then put the words in. So I mean, it, there's different different ways that I've I've done it. But yeah, it's just if a certain amount of time goes by, I'm gonna I'm gonna just feel like I need to do that. So okay. Um, we've got Corey Shelton. He says you can see the comment on oh, there. Yeah. He's a sta- he was a, I think he was saying he's a staff sergeant. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was I was also a staff sergeant, so I didn't know if he. If he was saying that to me, or if he was writing it, but he was. So th- that's cool. Oh, oh. Semper Fidelis. Um, all right. So um, is that now? No, yeah. is Corey somebody that you know? Nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety six. Yeah, I got you. All right. Yeah, Corey's a uh, musician as well. Uh, I'm be playing some lead guitar with him a little bit, oh. and uh, he's got a twelve string guitar, and he likes the Grateful Dead. Okay. And. Uh, <laughs> He uh, actually, I've, I've, uh, he plays a song that says, "My guitar wants to kill your mama." <laughs> it's <All> funny. Right. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know who does that song. Maybe Corey could tell us. Yeah, um, I don't think I heard that one. Zappa, Frank Z- Zappa. Oh, okay, okay. My guitar wants to kill your mama. <laughs> Something like that. It's fun, feel good music. Um, all right, so let's see. I'm gonna take that chat down. All right, so um, all right. Speaking of songwriting, maybe we can play one of your songs. Let's, so let's, let's before we do that, maybe we can talk just a little bit um, more about your time in the military. Okay. Just, um, I'd be curious, just like, well, one, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about what the experience was like. Um, I know that's like. Take all that experience and bullet down to the one question is kind of yeah. insane. Um, but also, I'd be interested to see if you think that experience has 
shaped at all or impacts you as a songwriter in terms of maybe how you write songs or maybe even what you write songs about? Um, I'm not sure about either one mm. of those. <laughs> but um, I know for years I've been, I, I've been, because I, you know, I was in the Marine Corps, have, you know, and most of the songs I write, I, I kind of found a common thread and most of my songs are about relationships. And, um, and, and so I thought that, well, maybe I should write about other things. Um, but then I embraced it because I said, well, if that's what I got, then, you know, that's something to start with. Um, but I would always go back and I try to write songs about, you know, story songs or songs about other things outside of that. And um, so every, you know, every year, probably around, you know, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, I'll sit down and I'll start trying to write a song and, um, about military, anything. And uh, I'll try to find inspiration in our songs. And um, sometimes, you know, I, I get a little something, but I never really, you know, I, I just, it's something just like writing a song where you have to keep on going and, and you're going to write one that's not very good. And then you just do it again and yeah. you get better. Yeah. And um, this past Thanksgiving, um, I, you know, I was watching a documentary on YouTube um, about a, a young man and um, and I was just listening to it and some of the interviews they're doing and um, I started you know thinking like okay well let me I gotta I gotta write this stuff down I gotta like you know capture this and um, before the end of the day I had written a song and I, I was kind of I felt good about it I felt like I told the, the story um, you know the best I could and um, and I, I worked on it edited it for you know, I took a long time before I wrote the next song, actually, because I was I just spent so much time on this going back, and I want to make sure I had it right. So um, I don't see anywhere in the song where I would change anything at this point. That's saying a lot about my songs, because I have songs I've written two years ago that I'm looking at, and I'm like, uh, I could probably change that line. or You know, I'm, I'm really kind of picky about stuff like that. But, yeah, I can't find any, any part in this song where I, that I would change, that I would do differently. Um, but um, yeah, okay. so I, I, I wrote one on Thanksgiving, and um, I played it once. I played it in December out in Somerville at um, for their third Thursday. Okay. And um, I think there's a couple guys that were kind of hanging out that came by and said something to me afterwards. They 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 liked it. So nice. Um, yeah. And shout out to Holly real quick. Holly says, "Hello." Oh hey. What's up, Holly? <laughs> Um, all right. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll I'll put this song up here. So this it, yeah. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about this song while I I set it up here. Yeah, it's uh, I I recorded it um, at at home. It's pretty much like a, a demo version of it. Um, I don't think there's anything added on. I think it's me and a guitar. So I I think I had a, a microphone and I sat down with a guitar. It was unplugged. Um, live performance. It's one take. You can hear like the stool creaking, I think, a, a few times in there. And um, like, yeah, my voice cracks once or twice. I mean, it's, it's I just wanted to get the song down and, um, and kind of have a version of it that, um, that I could, you know, maybe okay. go back and if I wanted to later, maybe get everything a little more polished. Okay. And what, what, how would you describe it in terms of what it's about? Is there anything you could, that 
any anything you would say to help, it, help the listener understand maybe as they go through the song what it, uh, it's it's about a marine who was uh, who was awarded the the medal of honor um, and it's about um, I mean there's a yeah pretty much I mean that's probably a good good way to say that okay. um, and it's 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 about kind of yeah I will just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> Let's tr- see if we can get this thing to play. Of course, it doesn't want to load. It's not. Oh no, that's not good. Let me tr- let me just uh, try it one more time here. We'll reset it. Add browser. Browser source. Control audio via OBS. And give it a go here. See what it does. And it doesn't want to load. <laughs> we we tested this out in advance, and it worked. <laughs> we got we got it working. Um, but it doesn't seem to want to pull the data from the internet. So hmm. um, why don't I just keep this muted for now, and uh, um, I'll leave it. I'll be able to see. We'll put this up like this, yeah. and I'll be able to see it. And at, at any point that it loads, we'll switch back to it. Um, browser, and we'll mute this browser here. But while while that's trying to, I'll, I'll try to sort that out while we while we mm-hmm. keep going. But um, I was curious just about. What your experience? So you went to a couple of mics mm-hmm. um, back in 2010. 2010, yeah. And then you started writing and going to more open mics around 2015. Um, well, I started writing the spring of 14. Spring of 14. And then I, I think I was just kind of collecting my songs for, I don't know. I really didn't. I didn't have the idea that I was going to go out and perform them even. I just, okay. I was just writing the write the next song I guess just okay. because I enjoyed it and yeah I really didn't have a, a plan okay um, with with the songs there so uh, at what point did you start going to open mics um I think it was 2015 15. probably later in the year and were you going regularly at that point did you start going consistently I went a couple times just to kind of scope out the different places okay. I mean I had already played like in 2010 so I was aware of what they were yeah, uh, but I think it, coming back in fi- late, I think it was late 15, early 16, um, when I started doing that. And um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to see who was there. And I, I think I had more of the idea that I was trying to like find someone that I could connect with um, at the time. And um, yeah, so I had, I kind of had a different idea. It wasn't just get up and play songs. It was more just like, all right, well, maybe you can connect with somebody out here who um, who's interested in the, th- in the same things that you're interested in. So. Okay. Um, we got Sean Gallagher says, hey, what's up, Sean? Sean's a, a songwriter, and he hosted okay. an open mic out in California. Um, he ran a, an open mic at this place called uh, Fox Coffee House in Long Beach, California. Mm-hmm. And Corey says Dakota Meyer. I don't know if that's. Oh, uh, that's um, that's yeah. I see what he's asking there. Okay. No, it's not. It's um, it's not about him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he's 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 uh he's gotcha. asking about the song. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, right. I'll I'll leave it up in the air if if Corey if we can get the song playing or yeah. if we can't get it playing 
then um, I can actually, I'll send it to them. Um, I'll send them a link to it, and then okay. know, I'll um, maybe give him more information, see what he thinks. Okay, so um, what what has that experience been like? I mean, it, it sounds like you're, I mean, the way you just spoke about that, so you did two open mics in 2010, yeah. and then you were saying you kind of already know, you know, what, what, what you know they're there, you kind of know what yeah. they're about. Um, so... That's a, that's an interesting way to process it. When I first started up mics, I wouldn't I wouldn't have processed it quite that way. But um, what what has that experience been like for you? Or maybe you can talk about what compelled you to start doing open mics more consistently, and then just what what that experience has been like. And um, I mean, you've stayed you you've been doing them since two thousand. You said late two thousand fifteen through till really today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't done I haven't done a lot recently. I, I probably could get out a little bit more and do more yeah. uh, especially in the last I, I guess since 2020 2008 late 2019 even and then um but I took them from granted you know they would always be there and then in 2020 it was um you know obviously things got closed down and then you realize that they're not always there waiting for you just to show up <laughs> yeah 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 and you wish you could go to them um but yeah yeah. But as far as going to them, um, I don't know. I think I think if everyone's get. I, I would kind of come up with a different every week something different I'd work on. Whether it was, um, you know, I can't remember. Like just playing a song or memorizing a new song or just trying to get um, comfortable in front of a a new audience. You know, if you're going to a new one, yeah. um, because it can be like a weekly occurrence if you go every week, where people you know, kind of know the songs that you like to play. So. Okay. All right. Giving this one a try. Ah, man, it doesn't want to do it. I don't know why. It's just like, if you can see, all right, this is for everyone that's you watching. Yeah. You can see there it is. And it just <laughs> wants to load. It's giving those little loading signs. And, it, and I don't know why it doesn't want to play. I could try this. We could try, um, could, we could play, Actually, let me try one more thing here. We're going to do a display capture, and we're going to do, then we're going to do a window capture. Window capture, and we're going to capture Safari. And we'll be able to hear this, and maybe I can, um, we'll play this. It's going to play in our headset. course it doesn't hmm. it is playing now so i do have internet and the live stream is going out so we do have internet yeah all right i don't know i might we might have to just give up on this for now um i, I can keep throwing it up every now and then yeah. um and see if it if it sorts it out well if we don't get a plan then you know if someone is watching this even on a restream i can i'll, I'll send them that because that's a private um video that i have on on soundcloud but yeah. i can send it to them whoever Ray, it was working earlier, right? It definitely was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We did test it out. Uh, I don't know. We've got to sort out some technical difficulties. And that's part of this process. So, you know, this is a, a, a newer event, and it's something I'm wanting to do, start, starting it going this really this year. And uh, just going to keep at it and keep, keep trying to work out all the kinks um, and fix all that stuff. Um, all right. So, um, so, Doing doing open mics, um, 
uh, how did that, I guess once you started doing it, what compelled you to keep doing it? Um, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> to, um, or let's ask this. Yeah, how, yeah. how about um, how about uh, like at this point you're you're pretty well plugged. You know a lot of different people. I mean, I've, when I when I came to Charleston, I saw you a lot at Coastal Coffee Roasters, for example. Mm -hmm. I saw you perform there a lot. Um, but I, I would imagine you're you're at this point doing open mics and and gigging um, for about five, no, almost seven years now. Um, you've seen a lot of different performers in town, um, mm -hmm. and you you've been to a lot of different events, and so uh, I'd say you you must have a a good a reasonable understanding at this point of just how different events work and and you know who's around and. Maybe you can just talk about what that experience has been like as you kind of became more acquainted with the local music scene and really became part of the local music scene. All right. Um, well, I, as far as playing, like if I'm going to perform somewhere, I want to perform my own music. And um, that's, I think, you know, I'd, I want to be a, an original artist that plays covers um, and, and not a cover artist that plays some originals. And that's just... That's something that I'd, I, w I wanted to kind of establish before I start, got out and started playing too much. Um, I, I think covers are great, but, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not the guy to do it. There's so many other people in town who, if, that, if, that's, the, if that's what we're going for, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to get buried in the pack because there's so many people in town, so many people in the world yeah. um, who are just going to, who are going to, do that one so much better so um yeah and it's always been about writing songs i mean i, I did the I, in all honesty if i wasn't writing songs the you know i would have gone out in 2010 and, and played a couple open mics and that would have been it you know i might play for friends and um okay. you know, family if they you know wanted to hear a, a popular song or something like that i'd look it up and play it for them probably and that'd be the end of that but i mean the songwriting is the only thing that's kind of Going back to your original question that you asked about what kept me going out to the open mics, I think it was the idea that I wanted to play my own songs. Okay. Um, and I was shy about that even when I first started because I would go to open mics and, and play cover songs. Um, I, I play obscure cover songs um, with the idea that, you know, to see if people are listening. You know, is okay. anyone listening to this? You know, which is okay. kind of silly. You know, I look at it now. No, no, but like, you see how much people. I think yeah, that's. I think that makes all the sense in the yeah, world. Yeah, are people yeah. listening, or, you know, it's going to be a first listen for somebody. So am I going to, you know, how am I going to present this song that they've never heard before? Yeah. Somebody else's song. It's very obscure, or it's not that popular. Um, and and then I thought, well, when I start playing my own songs, I'm going to have to bring those to people's ears for the first time. So. I guess I, I don't know. Instead of just playing my own songs, but <laughs> okay, I guess that's one way to do it. You know, one way to do it is to, is, you know, to let do it like that. Let me ask you this: uh, What do you write for? Like, what, what, uh, if that makes sense? Like, there's a couple ways to think of that. So, um, Corey's saying, uh, "Great perspective on open mics. You get the chance to do what you want versus playing covers." Yeah. Um, nice. And uh, okay, so. Here's an example. Like more recently, since I've, this last this past year, I got to play out a whole lot. Mm -hmm. um, I started thinking about 
writing songs for the purpose of performing them, you know, like oh, yeah. writing the songs with, you know, where I'm, I'm building stuff into the songs or I'm writing the lyrics specifically because I want to have, I want to do that from a stage, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And versus when I started writing songs for most of my life as a songwriter, I always would just write songs because I just wanted to get something out myself. I wanted to express something or I wanted to create something exactly the way I had it in my head or what, you know, something like yeah. that, along those lines. Um, I, I would imagine there's many different ways or many different reasons. Maybe you write a song because you want to win somebody's heart <laughs> you wanna, or whatever, you know, who knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah, what, what are some of, the, some of the things that, yeah, why, why you write? Well, yeah, that, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, you can write because you're trying to get that connection um, and that, that's always the hope. Um, but I think if you write songs for yourself, I think if you if you have the right energy and you put that into the song, then then people are going to hear that in the song and they're going to connect with it because of that. So it's, it's almost like you can't if you have the right mind frame of mind, you can't you can't mess it up. Yeah. So um, as true. long as people are connecting, I, I think that's one of the reasons. You know, just because you know you can go out and play and you know nobody says a word to you, but it's that one person that's going to come up to you and say like, I really like that song. And then you can kind of ride that wave, yeah. you know, for a few weeks or a month even, you know, yeah. depending on how genuine it was and yeah, you yeah. Know, how much you think you impact, impacted that person. Yeah. So um, it only takes a couple of people to do that. And, yeah. um, and then you're like, all right, well, great. All those songs I wrote, it was worth it because this one person was having a bad day and now they feel great. <laughs> That's what I always look for when I'm performing that that was a, that's been a, a hard thing for me for a long time is just, you know, especially when you're playing places where everybody's watching a TV or they're all talking or whatever, and you know, for any, for I mean, like I, I don't know. At some point, I get the sense that people kind of think you're you're vetted enough or something. I don't know. It's just it's. I came from a place of not having any confidence that I could do this you know, do music and, and uh, do gigs and be received well at all. That's the place that I was coming from. I really didn't have that kind of confidence in myself to go do it. So it's, it was, it's always been difficult to get on a stage and, and perform and wondering if you're being rejected because of who you are or it's something about, about you that people don't like. And that's, that's, that is part of it. Like sometimes people don't, don't like you. you know? <laughs> sometimes they, they don't like your hat or they don't like your shoe or whatever it is. And uh, and then they they don't you know respond very much, but and so it can be very deflating or defeating. Um, but uh, what what I've learned to just always look for more and more is I don't I, more and more I don't worry about that. Instead, I just look for one person tapping their foot. So like that kind of goes along with what you're saying. Is if you get one that one person that likes what you're doing, then that's all I need because then it's worth it. Then it's like I made the difference to one person. And everyone else can have their day or whatever, and it's fine. And uh, I'll just be glad that this one person got got into it. And then I'll go off of that. And so yeah, that's usually, if I can enjoy, if I get that one person tapping their foot, then I'll just have a good time with that one person and not worry about anybody yeah. else. And then usually it starts to translate into more because other people will see, oh, totally. they're having a good time. And then, yeah. Well, there's always the people yeah. who are enjoying it that don't, maybe they're, they don't have the confidence to come tell you, you know. Yeah. They yeah, might they yeah, might really like it and they're just like, oh, I don't wanna bother that guy. That's a good point. You know, so um yeah. 
That's one other way of thinking about it. So one thing I've been interested in doing, I haven't quite done this yet or before, uh, but it's along the lines of that same question of, you know, for example, it, I, got, I got to know the coffee, coffee coastal roasters, coffee coastal, coastal coffee roasters, open mic was seen pretty well. I, I, I knew a lot of the different performers that were coming there and, mm-hmm. and the vibe and all that. And I felt that maybe maybe about a few different places. I always thought it'd be really interesting for people to actually write a, a really thoughtful song that's specifically for an audience that, that you know is there. I think they, it's funny you say that, because I think yeah. they, at one they point somebody had done that there. Okay. Not, I don't remember the name yeah. um, of the person, but I, th- I think somebody did that. Okay. I think it might, it might have happened. I've but seen, I don't know who it was. I've seen things like I've seen a a song written, you know, where it's like uh, like there was a guy in in Folly Beach who wrote one for George Fox's Chico Feo open mic, mm-hmm. where it was just called the Chico Feo Monday open mic song or something like that, and and it's just about it's it's a happy go lucky kind of song about the open mic or whatever. But I, I'm thinking like more of a really like uh, maybe something that cuts a little bit. If that makes sense. Just something yeah. that speaks really clear to what actually is transpiring in that space. You know, not just kind of like, oh, everything, we're in floating in heaven. It's a cool song. It's fun. It shows yeah. respect to the mic. Great. And, you know, you know, but on some level, that is something that maybe more songwriters could do is think about how to write songs that are, are meant or designed to do something for a very specific, like, targeted audience, you know? I just think that'd be an interesting way to write and and see it. It, It's it's tough because uh, then you got to deal with the the results of (laughs) whatever you do from the stage. It'd probably be the one that everybody wants to hear all the time too. You get up and you'd be the guy who wrote that song, and they'd be like, "Play it." (laughs) Got a new one I want to play. Okay, well let's see. uh, Let's maybe you can talk a little bit about your performance experiences, like. to give a little context on this question, like, I think anytime you're performing a song is a performance. You don't have to be performing on a stage. You don't mm-hmm. have to be performing for an audience. If you have an audience of one, then mm-hmm. you're performing. That's what I think. And so, um, maybe you could just talk about some of your performance experiences. What are some of your favorite performance experiences, and what what has it been like to be be a performing musician? Um, I mean, I really had a good time uh, in December um, when I played out in Somerville. That was a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's not over in, like, Hutchinson Square is, like, the main, you know, they'll have a, a band out there with drums and, you know, all that stuff. The sound's, you know, a little different out there. Um, but yeah. the place where I was playing was out on Short Central Avenue, which is, they have shops out there, and it's it's a cozy little spot. But anybody, I mean, it to me, it's kind of like glorified busking because, you know, you can plug in your... Your, your sound and you can mix it and and play it out there on the street but it's pretty yeah. much it's glorified busking yeah um <laughs> and uh, but it's so much fun it's so much yeah. fun because awesome. um you know the kids are out there they, yeah. they, little kids walking by and yeah families um yeah and they sometimes they stop and they have little benches out there with pic- picnic tables and um you know anytime somebody would stop and take a seat on a picnic table for a song or two it's just a lot of fun have you done not glorified busking? 
I haven't. That's actually, <laughs> I've actu- that's actually like yeah. on my radar. Okay. There's something that I'm very interested in doing. Okay. Um, because of the, um, you know, my experience in Somerville in, you know, October and December, I think I was out there. So. Um, Corey is asking a question. He says, what is the driving factor in your faith in songwriting? Driving factor. The driving factor in your faith in songwriting. Um, I mean, probably what we yeah. were saying earlier, where it was, yeah. uh, you know, that, that one person, that one listener who's going to okay. hear a song that, at the right time, you know, because mm. I've had that happen to me. I've been, I've been on the receiving end of that. So it's kind of, uh, you know, you don't you can't stop, I think, probably at that point when you know that, you know, you've had that experience where you heard a song and it, it you know, lifted you up at the right time or at the you know, time when you needed it. That's so. a good answer, Ray. Um, um, so, hey, on that on that uh, wavelength of not glorified busking versus <laughs> glorified busking, I think uh, I've done a decent amount of not glorified busking, and it can be really hard. And I, I would just oh, be yeah. curious, maybe uh, we can revisit this uh, another time uh, when you've done, uh, at some point when you do, if you do, if mm-hmm. or when you do n- unglorified busking, <laughs> uh, what that experience is like for you. Because yeah. um, I've found so much about the reception of music has to do with the staging. Mm-hmm. And and so if you're out there, if people get this a lot of times, I, I have, it's funny, I, I, I have a lot of respect for people's sort of subconscious intelligence, and also I don't. <laughs> it's both. Um, because I think people are, they can be very easily manipulated by the staging of, of different things. And so... Um, if people get the sense that there's a kind of official quality, you know, to something, mm-hmm. then they're much more likely to sort to buy in. Or if they see that it has the approval of, you know, a, a number of other people already, mm-hmm. then then they're much more inclined to engage. And so, I've found a lot of times when you're busking, it can be very hard to engage an audience and get people to really buy in. That's been that's been my experience, but. Um, there have been times and, and maybe specific places like I think there are if you can find a really good spot for it mm-hmm. I think the spot is really it, it's huge and I got to be part of that in California one time with Robbie Ravenwood and Nathan Douglas we found this spot outside of a venue um, in Seal Beach and Robbie had found this spot and uh, it was just it was perfect because the setting felt nice the view was nice it was outside of a reasonable restaurant so you everyone felt safe but it also is kind of a hub for a lot of motion and mm-hmm. so it was it was just a really good spot where if you it was easy to get somebody because there were so many people walking by but it wasn't congested with tons of other buskers or anything like that so i don't i think this anyway i kind of go yeah. off on a tangent but uh that would be interesting to, to get your take on that um sometime down the line uh yeah just how that experience is. Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually walking around um, over the weekend. I was walking around downtown and, and kind of was looking around at the time, ta- you know, kind of thinking to myself, like, you know, actually, I, I kind of had my eyes peeled for, like, you know, to see if I could see anybody out there doing it. <laughs> I didn't I didn't see anybody, but uh, I kind of imagined it a little bit, like, all right, well, where would be a good place? And, you know, how would these people who are out here respond to that? So okay. it's just interesting to, to think about. 
Let me ask you this: What if, what if, uh, what are some of your favorite songwriting experiences, or do you have one in particular? That's. I mean, we already talked yeah. about the you know Thanksgiving this past Thanksgiving. Okay. That was a, uh, that was a little different. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean the first, first song I wrote was very. I guess I kind of still remember. Uh, it, it was a song that I had, was way too long. I think it ended up being about s- like either five and a half or six and a half minutes long. It was just not, <laughs> not very good. Um, yeah, but it it was you know it was something that I put some time in on, and then I wanted to you know learn how to play it or you know I had this course was like t- you know a minute long or a minute and a half long, and it's uh, you know I remember stuff like that, but. I don't know. I mean, they're they're all different, so they're all kind of special in their okay. own ways. Well, let me, uh, you said something there that, that triggered something in my head. So, mm-hmm. um, you um, like one thing that I think is really cool about your songwriting, um, it, it, or one thing, um, like what, what what you just said is that about a five or six minute song that is way too long. <laughs> and I think w- one thing that you do is you can be uh, maybe mathematical is the is the right mm-hmm. word. But you're very cognizant of that, you know, of of you're thinking about what would the listener enjoy and you're thinking about parameters that you can control and that you can be aware of so that you try to cater to that listener. Um, I think that's an interesting angle on on songwriting. Uh, A guy that I worked with for a while named Nathan Douglas on songwriting. I've worked. I shouldn't say I worked worked with for a while. I still work with him uh, from time to time. And. he, he, he had the same kind of mentality, and so when we would work on introductions or, you know, to a song, we wouldn't want anything to be any longer than it has to be. You know, if, it, if, if it, we can do it in four beats, then we'll do it in four beats. There's no reason yeah. to take 16 beats to do it if we can do it in four. And so I think um, that's... Uh, maybe you could talk about, like, what, what advice would you give to other songwriters from, from yeah, what, from your experience as a songwriter? Other. I would just <laughs> the advice I would say is just just have fun. Uh, that okay. would be the fir- that would be the first thing. <laughs> okay. Right out the gate, if you're going to listen to anything yeah. I say, just have fun with it. Um, and if it's not fun, then then you know don't do it. But um, okay. But um, I don't know. I, I I think you can have a five minute long song. I, I've been thinking yeah, yeah. about this recently. You can have five, a five minutes long song or a six minute long song. But there's a lot of things that need to happen if you're going to do that, and you you have to be continuously bringing new information in so if it's going to be a five minute long song or a six minute long song it's probably going to be a story song where th- another chapter is going to occur you know where okay. you're you're bringing you know more maybe the listener is, is waiting for that that next um the next verse in between the the, the hook or the chorus or whatever might be happening in between um you know something like that like uh, bob dylan has a song uh the hurricane and that song is, it's, I think it is probably about five or six minutes long, maybe longer, I don't know. But it's, you're constantly, you can just, you can put it on and listen to it. And it's like, how's that possible? You know, <laughs> it, you don't get bored with it. Okay. Um, it's, it's not a song that you turn off. It's like, it's, the wheels are running and you're not jumping off. You know, it's like, so it can, it can be done. It's just, it's not, it's not easy if it was then everybody would probably do it, you know, because why wouldn't you write a six-minute-long song that everybody's going to listen to? Yeah, you know, yeah. but it's just easier to keep people's attention for, you know, for three minutes or three and a half minutes or 
I don't know, maybe even two minutes. Some people write, you know, two and a half minute long songs now. Holly says, Noah, you're a perfectionist. Uh, I don't know if I was doing something. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I am a bit. Um, Corey says, what's your go-to guitar? Any story on it? My go-to guitar? Um, I have a uh, uh, Gibson Hummingbird Pro um, that I finally took out and started using this past year. And okay. before that, it was just around the house. It was my guitar that I'd, I would play if I had friends over, or if okay. I was playing for anybody who came over. And um, yeah, I think I was kind of, I was being very, uh, what do you call it, very protective of that guitar. And I, I said, well, you know, let's break it out this year. So Especially after uh, after 2020, I was like, you know what? You might not get a chance to play this song in front of people, <laughs> or play this guitar in front yeah. of people, so might as well uh, use it. Mm. Corey says, "Wow, nice." <laughs> yeah, it's a cool he, he, guitar. I like it. His, his, uh, I'm sure his accent was different than I. Than I, you know, that's the thing you lose in text. Um, uh, uh, I had something with that with the guitar. What? Oh yeah, what I wanted to say was um, that's another thing that I learned through working with you on that I think people might like. This is so one thing. For any of y'all listening that have seen Ray perform, I think one thing, sometimes when you work with people in a studio and, or in different settings, or you get different, get different experiences, different settings with people, you can learn things about them that you can't in other settings, right? So one thing I learned about you was your ability to play your guitar in isolation, like to track your guitar and play your part flawlessly and and remember all your movements of your music is phenomenal it's oh, really good and, and so like that's something that i always struggle with and I, I usually do pretty well with most things but for me it's always a challenge to keep my place in a song especially when i'm not singing like i usually keep track of where i am in a song by where i am on the, in the lyrics mm -hmm. because so many of the movements when you're playing rhythm guitar they're going to they're going to be the same more or less um, but that's one yeah. thing I got to track, uh, you know, Ray's playing and his acoustic rhythm guitar is he's super consistent with it. And, he, and he, it seems he just doesn't lose his his place. We worked on, uh, I think it was like 11 songs. Was it? Was uh, it? I think it was 10. 10. I, yeah, I, 10. I think I had like 14 or 15 and yeah. I just kind of would pick one another one. And then eventually I, I had to discard a few at the end that. You know, finally pick pick the final two or three. I think throughout the whole recording process of ten songs, I think Ray only made one mistake <laughs> on the on the acoustic guitar. Wait, there was like one time where he, where he did something. He's like, oh, we got to redo redo that. <laughs> yeah, um. I think um, that's. I think I just practiced a lot before I came in. That's okay. what happened. <laughs> I just yeah, I just went over it so much. I probably on my own practicing. So that helps too. Yeah. Um. Okay. I mean that's another that's another like one of the things I do when I write a song too is I'll I'll play it over and over and you know by the time I complete a song I've probably played it two dozen times at least at least probably more. Let's just trying this thing one more time. <laughs> it does not okay. Let me give it one more go here. The browser. You know what? I'm gonna try. Um, Switching to the other song. Let's just try to see the other song plays. 
browser. And we'll try this again here. It's playing. I'd follow you off a cliff All those years before you left Then came back just to break my heart again but Don't be surprised or try to blame The man you knew can't see the change in you And I just can't pretend See I saw the end a long time ago So that wasn't exactly the way, the order that <laughs> I was planning to do that. You know, I was planning to ask Ray about, about the song, but we were struggling to get the songs to play 
through this through my application. So, um, let's just throw it to you now, Ray. Like maybe you can just talk about a little bit of that song and uh, what the writing process, or, or or I don't know, whatever whatever you want to talk about. Um, that's I think that song kind of talks for itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know that there's a lot dead, but I yeah, I'd I think we can kind of yeah we can kind of figure out the, the kind of person I wrote that about. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I did write that about like a personal experience. So, yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a hard one to write. I, that one was. Uh, I did write that one last year. Um, but yeah, that one was. That was pretty okay. simple song for me to um, put together. Corey it's says that's awesome. Well done. Well done, devil, devil dog. Oh, thank you very I, much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I guess Corey. I'm gonna have to, <laughs> Is, yeah, he, is he a lo- is he a lo- local guy? Yeah, he's local. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I'll have yeah. To see him around town, possibly. He'll probably be at the, at the open mic that I host uh, tomorrow. All right, so. cool. Um, on that listening to that song made me remember uh, with working mm-hmm. with you in the studio. One of the things, and I've noticed this about people's acoustic gu- guitar tracks, but one thing I noticed it um, when I listened to when we were you know working on producing your songs you know, to having bass parts and, and drum parts mm-hmm. and taking it from an acoustic vocal and, and acoustic guitar track to that. Um, so much, there there seemed to be so much vision about what the song was already embedded in those acoustic guitar tracks. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can talk about that a little bit. When you write and you create acoustic versions of this, are you hearing all these different parts in your head? Um, it, uh, do you have any of that stuff mapped out? Or is this stuff, it's just... That's the way you feel it, and you play it, and that so you sort of incidentally create these roadmaps, or um, if that makes sense. What am I? Um, I mean, sometimes more than others, uh, depending on the song. Um, I think with that one, um, I mean, I, I do actually. Ha- I did. I did record a version of it that was just straight across the acoustic guitar, where I just you know played it straight through. If I was playing it in a live setting, uh, which I have a you know probably half a dozen times but um and I think it goes over well but um I just wanted to kind of mess around with my my uh what is it garage band on, yeah. my, <laughs> on my iPad I was like yeah let me see if I can add some other elements and and, and do something else with it and right. yeah but um yeah sometimes I I hear songs with production and sometimes uh okay. not as much okay uh, well, we try to play this uh, play your your other song, and if we can't get it, um, it might come up now. I, I've yeah. Let's let's give it a try. You know, since we re- refresh this, we'll refresh here. We got. I don't wonder why. And let's give it a go here. Browser. And let's see. Let's see if it does it. It's working. All right. Nobody could predict it. Still it was not a surprise Every day's a risk when You live that kind of life He was only 22 
best days were ahead One of the proud in the field They lived a life of no regrets And on a dusty road 6,000 miles away That young man sacrificed his life So the two men might be saved So now I don't wonder why I've seen grown men cry Almost 50 years down the line Still they hold their heads up high And they stand tall and brave When they hear amazing grace They think of family and friends And remember way back when times were tough But they survived And now I don't wonder why He wrote a letter to his mother Said I'll be home when the time is right Tell everybody that I love them Now it reads just like a goodbye All of those precious memories Bring all the tears and make us laugh It still feels like yesterday Every time that they look back So now I don't wonder why I've seen grown men cry Almost 50 years down the line Still they hold their heads up high And they stand tall and brave When they hear amazing grace They think of family and friends And remember way back when times were tough But they survived And now I don't wonder why There's a time to go, there's a time to stay But the life of a hero never fades away So now I don't wonder why I've seen grown men cry Almost 50 years down the line Still they hold their heads up high And they stand tall and brave when I see old glory wave I think of family and friends I remember way back when times were tough But they survived And now I don't wonder why songwriter right yeah. oh, thank you um all right well let's uh we'll take this to here and uh thank you for coming in and doing this oh, yeah. and uh it's, it's been great to have you uh have you here and and yeah thank you very much for coming um is there um is there anywhere people can go to listen to your music or is there anything that you'd want to tell people about in terms of uh, somewhere where you might be playing in, in coming up or um, any, anything about your music that you want to tell them? I don't have anything coming up currently. Um, I I guess the one thing, I, if I have a newsletter, so I guess that's kind of the place, that's the go-to place okay. um, because I don't have anything going on right now. So, um, But if anyone wants to sign up for my newsletter, I'll, I send something out every month. 
Um, okay. And that's where I have a group on Facebook too. So okay. that, those are the people who do that. Those are the people who are, I, I think that are really interested in, in hearing about me. Um, and so, um, yeah, they can sign up for that. I have links on my, like if you find me on Facebook or Instagram, there's a link to sign up for my newsletter. It's like a landing page. You just put your information in. Okay. And I'll add whoever, whoever's interested to the newsletter list and you'll get, you know, get to hear all about me. <laughs> right on. So, so that is, I'm going to put this up on here. That's how you spell his name? Ray Soto? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you can, you can uh, so it's not all together. There's a space in between. So. Yeah. Let's see. I'll make, um, it, make the space more evident. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There we go. So you can go on, go on to your, your Facebook page. It's where yeah, you can sign it. Yeah, Facebook so. page. Okay. And um, I have a, like a little logo. My name is written very close to just like that underneath this logo that I have. And um, But yeah, newsletter is the place to go to sign up for uh, for more information about me. I don't have anything coming up right now, but I'm always um, writing songs and um, like to... Um, one, of the, one of my goals this year was to uh, start writing songs with uh, some of the other musicians in town. Okay. So if there's anybody in town who's interested in in um, writing songs with me, then uh, they can get a hold of me. So. Right on. Well, thanks again, Ray. All right. Um, thanks for having me. Right on. Anything else you wanna you wanna mention or? Um. No. I, I mean, let's see. I, th- <laughs> I think we kind of talked about everything already, but uh, yeah. Yeah, even um, yeah, we co- we covered g- enough, I think. Okay, <laughs> so. okay. Well, I'll do uh, my lo- uh, my on the spot outro, and then if right. but if you want to interrupt me with any anything else that you wanted to talk about, if I, did I forget was there, did I forget something we're supposed to talk about? No, no, no. I, okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah. We're okay. Good. <laughs> um. So, this is uh my new podcast, Noah's Groovecast. Um. Thank you again, Ray, for coming out and being part of this. Um. We're gonna do this. I'm gonna do this podcast every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're also gonna be doing e open mic, which is gonna occur on the last Mondays of each month at the same time. So it's gonna take the place of the podcast. We did that last month in January, um, and it went really well. I was very excited about it. Um, learned some stuff from it, but overall, very happy with how it went. Um, this coming month, uh, February 28th at 7 p.m. Any anybody that's interested, get in touch with me. We have. Three in studio spots, uh, really four in studio spots. But I'm one. I lead in with lead. I open the event with one song, and then we have four digital acts that Skype in, and we all can communicate. We all interact, and so that's going to be at the uh, February 28th, and like I said, the last Monday of each month. I've already got a couple digital acts. I'm very excited about for this coming month. We've got, I believe, Eddie Booz, who's a really prominent musician in Long Beach, California, as well as Jericho. Um, and Jericho is kind of uh, in the Bruno Mars kind of uh, vibe. And uh, so really excited to have both of those those guys participate. And anybody else that's interested, get in touch. Um, other than that, I think it's, this, this is a podcast that will post to Spotify, to iTunes, um, all the places that you can go to listen to podcasts. So if you miss some stuff, you want to check it out, you can check it out there. Uh, These videos will upload on Facebook and YouTube as well. And I think that's it for us. So without any further ado, I'm going to play the little Groove Groovecast song. (laughs) And uh, 
We'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Thank <laughs> you.